0: On today's episode of the Just Jazz Podcast, we will be catching up on a very, very long off-season, talking about the moves the Jazz made, what other moves in the Western Conference happened, uh, where we see the Jazz stacking up in the Western Conference, talking about players that we lost, um, and just going over the season in general, where where we kind of see ourselves and... As always, we're glad to be uh, we're glad to be back here talking jazz basketball. All right, Max, here we go. Uh-oh. Stockton open three, it! John Stockton sends the Utah Jazz to the NBA Finals.
1: Williams left hand dribble, hands off the memo for money. Yes, cash it in the bank. It to Burks catches you three. No rebound. Oh, my! I gotta see that over and over again. played by who? Mitchell. This is Just Jazz, your weekly podcast for Utah Jazz game analysis, news, rumors, predictions, undying love, and more. We're your hosts. We're back year two, Zach and Max. Man. It was a long off-season, it felt like. And with that COVID year last year, how things kind of got started so quickly, it was you know, not great for the players, but it's great for us as fans. But, you know, it's, it was good to get our players some rest, and hopefully the Jazz will be able to make a good run this year. Uh, we're excited to talk about it and uh, you know, report week after week and uh, hopefully see our Jazz win a championship this year, Zach.
0: Max, it is so freaking good to be back. I love this team. I love the Utah Jazz Take freaking note. Take freaking note, Max, we're back. It um, was a long offseason. Uh, there was a lot that went on. Max moved to Sacramento. I'm still out in Hawaii. But um, today we're together. In Sacramento. We're in Sacramento recording this episode for you guys. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Jazz Basketball is back. We got the first game Wednesday. Um, we open against the Thunder. And then Friday... We're here in Sacramento, Max has tickets to the games. He's going to be there. Jazz basketball's back people.
1: And I cannot be more excited. I, one of the I was really sad to move away from Hawaii, but I'm very excited to be living in a city where I can go see the Utah Jazz uh, very easily and uh, be able to support in person more often than I have been able to in the last few years when I've lived in Hawaii. Um, I mean yeah so. Zach, exactly. let's, let's jump right into it. You know, we, we made some big moves. There was some key additions and uh, some notable losses. I guess you'd say. Um, I think first off, uh, our first episode of Just Jazz Ever, I, I said that one day we'll get Derek Favors on this podcast. And I still hope that one day we can bring him on this podcast. We were sad to see him go. Um, it had to be done. Uh, but we wish Derek Favors the best. it will be great to see him uh, this Wednesday with, uh, with the Thunder. Um, but we know what Derek Favors brought to the table. He was great at the pick and roll. He knew the system. He's a great locker room guy, um, but he's gone. And then of course, minivan, we lost George Niang, which is also just a great locker room present, presence. Uh, we really developed him. He became a great three-point shooter, but just not the fit that the Jazz needed going forward, but two guys that we hate to see go. And I think those are the two main guys. I mean, we lost John Morgan, Drell Brantley, some, some cool guys that we had on the bench. Um, but we'll just focus her on song. Oh, Yeah, her song came in late. He was great.
0: So yeah, I mean those, you know, the two biggest losses that we see was was George Niang and Derek Favors, and as you guys know, those are our guys. Like, like how many episodes last season did we talk about George Niang? Like the twenty point outbursts he would have, just the the two clutch threes he would come in and hit in his you know ten minutes or or whatever it may be. So we, you know, but. George's did come up come with his ups and downs. Uh, there were a lot of things that were frustrating about George's um, But we love him. like George's is still our guy, minivan forever, baby Now he's taking Ben Simmons minutes now. He's taking Ben Simmons minutes like we <clears throat> love we love to see it, but uh Max Let's let's dive into our additions. I think the biggest one um, that has fans excited or I guess you know, there's, there's a couple. I, for me personally, Max, the Jazz did outstanding. They did absolutely outstanding this postseason or this season. So we added uh, Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside, Eric Pascal, and drafted Jared Butler. Let's start with Rudy Gay. Max, what do you think?
1: So, I mean, Rudy Gay is just one of those guys that's been in the league for a long time. Um, wrecked his Achilles. I, you know, he's one of those guys that... I guess he's been playing pretty good. You just kind of forget about him, you don't really follow. But when you look at him statistically and um, just the role he played, especially on the Spurs the last few years, um, he makes a pretty big impact. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, and I should have written them down before this. But I, I mean, he. I, I read that he, he usually guards the best player on the other team. And, um, you know, he's not the guy that's going to, he's not a lockdown defender, but he's a reliable defender. Um, he, he he plays smart. He stays in front of his man. He makes the right move, and he doesn't get beat very often. And I think that that's what we need. He's big. Um, he's going to yeah. add that wing size. He may not be the you know the three guard size that we wanted, but um, he's big enough to help Royce as needed. Uh, guard the LeBron James, the James Harden, the Kevin Durant, you know, whatever you name it. Um, Rudy Gay can come in and help out when Royce is getting beat up or is you know getting a little too tired.
0: The biggest thing about Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay is 6'8", 250 pounds, and has all the tools necessary and played a lot of minutes as a small ball five. Utah Jazz fans, be excited. The small ball era is here. We have the potential to now match up with teams that we haven't been able to match up with before, and we have guys that have playoff type experience playing the small ball five. Rudy Gay last year averaged Um, In 21 minutes, which I think his role is going to be very, very similar, averaged 11, 5, and 4. Or, sorry, 11, 5, and and 2. Rudy Gay was unbelievable. I saw a stat that said he was in the 99th percentile in help defense last year. So, yes, he's not going to be that lockdown on-ball defender, but Rudy Gay is a very, very elite, top-tier help defender and it's going to help everywhere. I'm really, really excited to see Rudy Gay in this system. Yeah, Rudy, Go- but,
1: uh, Rudy Gay was a key part of the Spurs' defense, and they were a pretty solid defense next to Jacob Pertle and, um, you know, the team that they had That's
0: a, That's Jakob Pertle uh, to Yaka you. Jakob Pertle
1: whatever. Jakob Um And, you know, along with that small ball lineup, I mean, we got Eric Pascal. I don't know how much uh, playing time that he will get, uh, but, you know, Made Donovan happy, brought in one of Donovan's best friends, childhood uh, homie, and, you know, his rookie season, he played really good. He was a really intriguing player. He had a bit of a sophomore slump, but it'll be interesting to see how uh, Quinn brings him back to life and gets, uh, you know, his game going again with the Utah Jazz. Like I said, he's not going to get a lot of minutes, but I think he's an interesting player to have off the bench that can play that that small ball five uh, position. Um, And as we know, we also brought in Hassan Whiteside who has been a dominant blocker and offensive rebounder in the league um, may not be the type of you know player that rudy gobert is by any means but he's a great addition for rudy to kind of go to war with at practice they're going to learn from each other and i think that if we ever want to you know keep that similar rudy gobert style play or type of basketball we can do that or like we've talked about we can go to that small ball and bring in rudy Eric pascal and you know, have a a smaller person in in the middle.
0: So I think the biggest thing that we need to realize as Jazz fans is the Utah Jazz got exactly who they wanted. People, I know at the beginning of off season, you know, it took us a couple days to get trades going, um, sign free agents, but um, my sources have told me that Ryan Smith flew to Rudy Gay's house the day of free agency. That was his number one choice. That's who we wanted, and that's who we ended up getting. Eric Pascal is Donovan Mitchell's best friend, and Donovan was a little unhappy. So we made that trade to make Donovan happy, and the Jazz really, really like who, uh, who Pascal is. And I think the biggest thing that has Jazz fans excited is the rookie. Jared Butler. Jared Butler, baby, like that. That's my guy, I remember draft night, you know, we were sitting there and, and there was rumors we were gonna trade up to 15 and Tony Jones had said there was someone the Jazz have and they wanna get him. And they're gonna do whatever it takes to get him. They might even trade up. And so at 15 was Washington, we were gonna make a trade there, ended up not. At 30, Jared Butler was there and we traded down. And I remember I called Max and I was so pissed. I was on the, I can tell you, I was at a Thai restaurant in St. George, Utah, and I was so pissed. I went outside, and I was on the freaking street, and I was screaming. I said, why? He was there. Jared Butler was freaking there. Well,
1: and every other player we wanted. I mean, the Alabama guy that I'm forgetting his name. Herb Jones. Herb Jones. There, I mean, he was there. There was you know, a lot of people there that we personally liked and thought that the Jazz liked, and we're like, what are we doing?
0: And then, so we traded down to 40, and then it pick-by-pick, And lo and behold, who was there at 40? Our guy, Jared Butler. Jared Butler. And, I mean, Max, during preseason, Jared Butler's been unbelievable. But just so you guys know, Jared Butler is a national champ. Jared Butler won the most outstanding um, player of the tournament in March Madness, put up unbelievable numbers, um, numbers that haven't been done in a championship game since Carmelo Anthony in 2003. Like, Jared Butler is the real freaking deal. First-team All-American, all-defensive player, All-America. Um, and he, sh- he can shoot. He can flat-out shoot the ball. I think he was a 40% three-point shooter in college. Um, Jared Butler's the real deal, Max. I'm, I'm really, really excited about him.
1: Yeah, if you were able to watch and you were able to get a taste. Uh, he, he's NBA-ready. He's not you know, ready to lead a team especially a team that's trying, you know, with uh, championship aspirations. But he is a, a, an intelligent player. He knows, he makes the right play. He has great handles. He's strong. He's fast. He plays really good defense. Um, it looks like we got a steal, you know, with the 40th pick. I'm really excited to see how we get him to fit in. If Conley ever goes out, it's nice to know. I mean, I love Trent Forrest, and I really hope that we continue to give him time. But I also love this Jared Butler pickup, and it's going to be exciting to see what he uh, turns into down the road. Um, along with him, though, I think that we should, um, you know, additional pickups. Ryan Smith, uh, he wasn't up the post offseason, but he is continuing to prove that he is going to make the moves, he's going to spend the money, he's going to do what it takes to win. Um, a notable uh, loss for the Jazz. Dennis Lindsey. Uh, for years, we've said, "In Dennis, we trust." Uh, he was great. Um, unfortunately, uh, made some, some questionable moves, and ultimately, the team decided to part ways. But we're here because of him, and uh, it's cool to see. Uh, you know what the, the new front office is going to do, where they're going to take us. But uh, Dennis Lindsey is, is now gone, and uh, the keys are now in Xanax uh, hands, and we're going to see. Uh, how far we can go this year and in the years to come. And it's really exciting to see, uh, you know, Dwayne Wade and uh, Ryan Smith just traveling all over together and uh, they're, they're really involved, really committed to this team. And, uh, the future is bright. It's, it's going to be an exciting uh,
0: time for the Jazz and your ownership of Ryan Smith. So I will say, um, so Dennis Lindsay still is in the organization as an advisor. But there will be no more decisions that he will be making. Um, so still with the team, but just not in any decision-making uh, capabilities. But, you know, Max, let's, let's kind of take a look. So we, we said that we lost George Niang and Derek Favors. Those guys were um, number eight and nine off the bench. So we're adding in Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside, and Eric Pascal. So I would assume that those guys are going to be 8, 9, and 10 off the bench. But, you know, I could honestly see Rudy Gay taking some Joe Ingles minutes. Ideally, the way I would like it would like to see things is we keep our starting five, Jordan Clarkson, first man off the bench, Rudy Gay, second guy off the bench, Hassan Whiteside, third, Joe Ingles, fourth. So we're really going to slide Joe Ingles into a 15-minute-a-game um, rotation. Very, very similar to what George Niang had. Um, So he kind of slides into that Niang role. Um, And then uh, Rudy Gay is gonna take over uh, Joe's minutes, but Joe was a little bit more, I think I wanna say Joe was 25, 26. So you'll drop um, Joe to about 17 minutes a game and um, Rudy Gay to about 20, 21 a game. And you just play kind of the same, you know, strategy you had all year, but you're upgrading. You're getting better athletes, and and I think the Eric Pascal means that me Aoni minutes are kind of cut down, and it's going to be Eric Pascal time.
1: Yeah, you look at the Jazz; they're they're very deep, and I think that in uh, you know, kind of like what we're hearing from you know the rumors and uh, the reports from other. Jazz writers and whatnot, that we should probably be able to, we'll be expecting maybe some more rest for Joe Ingles and for Mike Conley, and, you know, Mike Conley has Jared Butler behind him. Um, Joe Ingles, you know, his minutes will be taken by whoever, and we'll be able to rest a lot more. Um, You know, even taking a bit of the burden off Donovan Mitchell, giving him more rest. I think the Jazz are still going to be trying to win a lot of games, but I think that we can expect to see... Uh, because of these moves we made, some more rest, um, especially for our older players like Conley and uh, Joe Ingles, so that when it comes time uh, for the, the postseason run, we can, we can go deep. I, as we know, that has hampered us uh, more than anything else is the injuries come come playoff time. And, um, you know, it's hard to predict what's going to happen, but I think that resting our players and maybe not pushing them as hard uh, with the depth that we now have will allow us to show up to the playoffs more healthy and hopefully make that run that we believe the Jazz can make to win the championship.
0: Yeah, so let's take a look kind of at the Western Conference um, with the way it kind of shaked out last year and kind of kind of what we're expecting. Max, honestly, I, I expect the Jazz to be the number one seed again. I really do. I think there's a lot of question marks uh, around the rest of the league. The Jazz are pretty much running it back, but with upgrades. Um, you know, we're gonna be healthy all of our guys are going to play come opening day. Um, so you're, you're going to have the Jazz. The other big trade that was made was with uh, the L.A. Lakers acquiring Russell Westbrook. And I think that's a very, very big, big deal. But, you know, I think that's something that the Jazz, um, you know, a lot of Jazz fans aren't, aren't necessarily worried about. Um, L.A. added a lot of old pieces, um, a lot of old guys. And, and so there's not a ton of youth on that team.
1: They're going to be doing what the Jazz are doing, I think. They'll be doing a lot more what the Jazz will be doing and resting and, you know, staying ready for the playoffs, in my opinion. They have to. Yeah.
0: I think, you know, I think we're not necessarily going to be looking to push for the best record, but I could very easily see us getting to that spot again. Another team that's coming up out of the ashes is the Golden State Warriors. Um, they're back. You know, it's it's gonna take a it's gonna take a minute. Clay Clay is coming back this year, but as long as that Golden State Big Three is together, come playoff time, that's a deadly, deadly combo. And you know, they're never out of it. So you gotta you gotta count them in. The Clippers are gonna be without Kawhi Leonard for a very, very long time as he's recovering from a torn ACL. I think he'll get he'll come back later in the year. Jamal Murray kinda same way. Torn ACL in about March, April, and so it's going to take him some time to come back. Uh, Dallas is going to be pretty much the same. Portland's going to be kind of the same that they were. Memphis is going to be the same they were. Um, so, you know, I you know, I like the Jazz chances. As long as we can stay healthy, I think we have a very, very good shot coming out of the West. Yeah, the West is so
1: deep and, like, just so loaded. Uh, it'll, it'll be hard. You know, the Jazz finished first, then went Phoenix, Denver, Clippers. Uh, Mavs, Trailblazers, Lakers. Uh, I think the uh, Grizzlies will fall out this year, and I think Golden State will fill that eighth spot. And uh, you know the other teams are gonna miss. The, the West is very deep, um, but the Jazz—they're built. Their style of play is built to dominate uh, the season, the regular season, the three-point shooting. As long as – i mean, last year they broke the record for most threes made in the season uh, as a team. I, I expect to continue to see those type of numbers from the Jazz. Um, I just don't, you know, their defense is so dominant. I don't see why the Jazz wouldn't be sitting at the, the top of the Western Conference uh, by the end of the year, or, or near it. They, they should be. The style of play um, is built to dominate the regular season, and set us up for a, you know, a good position to, to make a playoff run with a home court advantage. Um, as for the Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference will be interesting as well. Um, he made a lot of big changes. Uh, the 76ers are a mess. The Nets are a mess. Um, Milwaukee's say, good. Yeah, Milwaukee's solid. Um, it'll be interesting to see you know what they can do with you know teams at full strength. Um, they're a very solid team, but you know the Nets. There's there's some, some really good teams in the East as well. Um, we'll we'll see some some I think some growth from the Knicks, um, from the Hawks. Um, Boston is still really solid, um, and then after that, you know, we'll kind of see what comes together. But um, not not super worried about the East right now. I mean, the Jazz are gonna play Eastern Conference teams. But I'm more worried about you know what the Jazz will do and how they will prepare themselves against Western Conference teams, so that come playoff time they have a good game plan. Um, you know, like it's it, we're, at the time where the Jazz is kind of getting do or die. The Jazz gotta make they gotta make moves. They gotta they they have to go deep. You know, we say every year Western Conference Finals are bust, but like we, we gotta get closer to the West. We gotta get to the West Conference Finals this year. We gotta get as close to the NBA Finals as possible.
0: Yeah, I think, and I think all Jazz fans agree. If the Jazz are not in the Western Conference Finals this year, we're gonna make some changes. You know, we've been knocking at the door, but. That's gonna that's gotta change. If 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 we're not if we're not at least in the conference finals this year, I expect next year to to be a re like kind of blow it up, make make some massive, massive changes. And you know, I I think the team realizes that, the team the team realizes the potential they have, and that's what they talk about. You know, they want a championship. This this team doesn't wanna settle for us. They don't want a conference finals, they wanna bring a championship to Utah, and that's what we want. You know, here, take freaking note, people, okay? Get, get excited, this is what we do, this is what we are as Jazz fans. We are here every single year, and we are going to bug, pester, annoy, I don't care what the word is, but put some respect on our names, okay? We are coming for the league. People have seen, okay, over the course of a full season, the Jazz can compete as the top team in the league. Now they just have to turn it into playoff success. So let's freaking do it. Let's go out there and let's take freaking note. Gosh dang it, Max, I'm freaking heated right now. Let's go win a championship.
1: I mean, there's no reason why we can't. Uh, the league is dominated by superstars. We have Donna Mitchell, who is a superstar, Rudy Gobert isn't considered an overall superstar in the league, but we know he's a defensive superstar. I read this stat about him. Um, Man, I'm I'm forgetting it. But he he has the biggest point differential of any other player that's played more than 1,000 minutes for their team. And that margin between him and whoever's next um, is unreal. He, he makes such an impact on the offensive end, even though he's not, you know, training these deep threes He's not, you know, dropping 20-30 points a game. You know, he makes an elite impact on the offensive and defensive side um, And, you know, he's a superstar. We have two superstars on our team. We have Donovan or uh, Mike Conley is an all-star and we have a bunch of really awesome role players. And this is our year. We have great leadership and a great coach Um You know, I want to say this. Going into the season, I'm going to try to be as positive as possible this year. I don't want to – you know, I've heard – there's, like, this kid on Twitter who's freaking annoying. Uh, Man, what's his name? McKay. McKay. Let's call it McCade. Man, that kid's a punk. Um, I don't want to be like McCade. I want to be as optimistic about the Utah Jazz as possible. Um, I don't want to turn my back on the Jazz when things get hard. I'm going to be trying to show how loyal and how much I care. The Jazz are a good team. No season's going to be perfect. But the Jazz are going to be really good this year, and I want to be a part of it, and I want to be excited every night no matter what. I'm going to analyze what they do wrong, and I'm going to break it down, but I'm always going to try to find the good of what they do, and I'm going to try to figure out, you know, what they're going to do to continue to get better. And I'm commit myself right here, right now, to, to enjoy this Jazz season and just be as optimistic and happy as possible because, like, you know, we're getting, these are our years. These are the golden years for the Jazz. These are, you know, the best teams we've had since the Stockton Malone years in the late 1990s. And there's lots to be excited about, and there's no reason we can't win the championship this year.
0: You now, talking to a lot of jazz fans, they say I don't want to get my hopes up this year. You know, I'm not gonna be get your hopes up. I'm not. I'm not gonna really invest myself in this team until it's Western Conference Finals, or you know, I'm not gonna invest myself in this team until Quinn Snyder's gone, or we switch something up, or blah blah blah, this that or the other. Gosh dang it, people, we're jazz fans, okay? Through thick and thin. Through sickness and in health till death do we part, Max. Take freaking note, people. That's what we're here to do. Okay, I don't want to hear any negative talk about this jazz team, or I will square up and I will fight anyone. I will. I'll, I. don't care. Okay, I'll do it. Take freaking note, people. Max, buzzer-beating hot
1: takes, let's go. Buzzer-beating hot takes, so... I mean obviously this is our first part of the season. Um, we're gonna supposed to be being a hot tank, we're gonna blow out OKC. Lou Dort, gonna be obliterated.
0: Let's go. Um,
1: for the record, we we love Lou Dort. Uh, we have a friend who thinks Lou Dort's the next Michael Jordan. Um,
0: you know who the next Michael Jordan is? Jared freaking Butler, buddy. Okay. Anyways,
1: um so yeah, we think highly of Lou Dort. Um I want to see Donovan Mitchell light him up. The Jazz are gonna open the season with a win, they're gonna blow him out, and as for record wise, I think the Jazz are gonna be uh you know, pushing a sixty win team. Okay, I mean, we're, we're, happy. we're back to eighty two games. We're we're regular, regular regular
0: season now.
1: I think that we can be pushing, you know, mid to well, no. We should be somewhere between fifty five and sixty 61 wins.
0: I like it, Max. I I like those buzzer-beaten hot takes. So I'm going to put a double buzzer-beaten hot take out as well. Number one hot take, Donovan Mitchell, top five MVP finalist. Donovan is coming out. Donovan was left off the All-NBA team last year. I don't know how that happens. He is coming for freaking revenge. Unbelievable playoffs from Don yet again. And he's he's, he's coming for names. He's coming for blood. Don, top five MVP. And my second one is going to be about Max and these Sacramento Kings. Max is kind of turning into a Kings fan. i got to let him know where his loyalty lies. The Utah Jazz will come out against the Sacramento Kings, and we will hit 22 plus threes. It's a lot of threes, Max, and that's how we're starting off. We're coming out guns a-blazing, baby. For, for
1: the record, I'm not a Kings fan. Now that I live here, I feel pity for them. I feel like I should appreciate them. I mean, they're a team that gets swept from the rug so easily. So I'm going to support them. And honestly, I love Davion Mitchell. I want to get a jersey because I can rep Donovan and Davion at once. And, you know, when the Jazz aren't playing, I'll rep for the Kings. When the Jazz are playing,
0: you know where I'm at. You know, I love me some Davion Mitchell too. But let me tell you something, Max. Davion Mitchell was the second best player at Butler last year. Behind. Or Baylor, sorry, not Butler. But, Baylor behind Baylor. Butler. Behind Butler. Let's freaking go, people. Take note. This is the Just Jazz Podcast. Take freaking note.
1: Wow, Zach's hyped. We're excited. We're going to continue to do these, you know, week after week, as we did last year. We hope you tuned in this time. We hope you tune in next time. And uh, you know, we'll we'll talk to you guys next week once we have a. You know, a few games that are a bell. We're excited to get this going. Take no, as Zach says. We'll talk to you next time.